You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. everyone, welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you as we join you from Guardian Spring Training in Goodyear, Arizona. Great to have you with us talking baseball on the radio for an hour or so as we take you up to first pitch time of the Guardians game against the Oakland Athletics in the Cactus League. Coming up a little bit later on in our show, good interview with Miles Straw. We had a chance to visit with the Guardians center fielder earlier this spring. Also outfielder Oscar Mercado battling for some regular playing time on this year's team. And two younger players, outfielder Stephen Kwan, who has an outside shot at making the ball club, but he's in his first major league camp. And minor league pitcher Tanner Burns. You won't hear from him at the start of this season, but you may down the road. The Guardians organization very high on him. So those are all coming your way later on in the show. But first, we check in with Guardians manager Terry Francona. Each day he meets with the media, updates us on things that are happening in and around camp, and here's what he had to say recently. So Chris and I spoke to, let's see, yesterday, uh, Nolan Jones, Freeman, and Jan Kenty Noel. And and just it's just because they, and I'll get to Jan Kenty in a minute. Um, with Nolan and Freeman, they're not able to be in games. So the training staff. There was a couple guys that were. I don't know what they were. They're they're too short on the training staff. I don't know why they had two extra guys here. They don't now. So they're going to go over to the other side just to continue their treatment. Um, Jan Kensey had come up with a little bit of a sore arm, so he wasn't playing. So we sent him over to the other side too because if he's not going to get into games, we might as well start to clear out the get the numbers a little more manageable. We also talked to two other guys. Um, help me, Bart. Morris. Co- Cody, Mo- Cody Morris, who will do his stuff over on the other side. And, yes, and Vargas. And Vargas is, thank you, is, you know, he's starting to throw sides and stuff, but he's he needs to go do his rehab. Do you also have Karen Sheck and Bailey? Uh so the way it was explained to me with James was generally it was really good news. Anytime somebody's going to miss a little time, I don't know that you'd jump for joy. But I think in the grand scheme of things, seven to ten days is a heck of a lot better than seven to ten weeks. So he'll be no, no throw for seven to ten days. He'll, he'll do his stuff with the training staff, and hopefully then we can ramp him back up and he will be good to go, and that'll be the last of it. Just don't think anybody wants this thing hanging around or to make it worse. 
other than the injury, what did you thought of James just this spring after what he went through last year? Karen check? Yeah. You know, like like a lot of young guys, you can tell he's a year more mature, which is a good thing. That's you know, they're they're supposed to. Um, I think he's frustrated by this, but I think he's handling it well. And you know, like I said, we don't want him to. You know, he's not exactly a touch and feel pitcher. I mean, when he gets out there, we want to make sure he knows he can let it go and he's not going to hurt himself. You're less than two weeks away from season start, and I know it's been a short spring. But just trying to put up 28, 30, you know, roster to go ahead. It's challenging. You know, trying to not only figure out the roster, but okay, where, where's everybody fit? You know, where, how, if your starting pitchers aren't stretched out. It's it's challenging and it's going to become more challenging. Um, the good part of it is we're getting a really good amount of cooperation for the players. They've done a terrific job, so we'll we'll figure it out. Carl and I are actually going to spend some time this morning on some of the pitching. Um, just you know, he's been kind of trying to formulate ideas, and then we just kind of bounce them off each other. Uh, what were the reports on Naylor's uh, minor league game? All good, all good. He uh, he was down. That was Thursday. Yeah, he was down yesterday, so he's going to go back and play today. And I think it's I think on Tuesday. I think Tuesday he's he's allowed to play with us in a major league game as long as everything goes okay. Thank you. Hey, you know um, Naylor's a kind of a joy to be around even when we're on Zoom with him. Um, is he just one of those guys that's important to have in a clubhouse and in a dugout and on the field? He just seems to have kind of that that spark, if you will. He's got he's got a lot of energy and it's 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 a good thing. Um, you know, I think he had a lot of time to not only where he had to work, but a lot of time to think about things and probably, you know, how much he missed the game and so I think now that he's back around his teammates and the game, I think he's trying to enjoy every moment, which he certainly seems to be accomplishing. You mentioned that Oscar Mercado had come into camp, putting on about 20 pounds of muscle or so in a really limited sample. I was just wondering if anything just stood out with him and just what you thought of him so far. You know, it is a pretty limited sample. I mean, I don't think that. I think we were just hopeful that when a guy puts that much weight on, he doesn't lose some of his athleticism or his speed, and he certainly hasn't. In fact, if anything, he might be moving better, um, which means he really worked hard. You know, as far as the, you know, the, the I think he's got 10 at-bats or 12 at-bats. That's kind of hard to, you know, it's, it's if somebody was 6 for 12 and he said, man, they had a good winner, or if they're 0 for 12 and he said, man, they didn't do it, you know, that's not fair. That's Guardians manager Terry Francona. Some of his thoughts as we get deeper into spring training. A little bit more than a week to go in spring training. Hard to believe, isn't it? But we are almost right around the corner from opening day. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll talk with the opening day center fielder and leadoff batter, Miles Straw. That comes your way next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. we got a long way to go. I'm Flo from Progressive. If you love the sports like me, you get annoyed with your team or player. So Progressive's going to help take your mind off your team or that player for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they lost that thing recently, think about Progressive letting you compare our direct rates side-by-side with competitors to easily find the lowest option. Don't worry, your sports ball team or player will get them next time. 
Hope this distraction from Progressive about easily comparing rates was helpful to not think about that last game or match or season. I mean, even though I love sports ball. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The next pitch is swung on, whacked toward the gap in the right center. Straw lays out and made the catch. Miles Straw racing to the track in right center. Laid out to make the diving catch. Jim Rosenhouse back with you. It's Guardians Weekly. Great to have you with us as we take you up until baseball on the radio. A little bit later today, the Guardians against the Oakland Athletics. Miles Straw joined the ball club at the trade deadline a year ago, real nice trade with the Houston Astros, and right away the defense in the outfield got better as he went out to play center field on a daily basis. And he was also the leadoff hitter, so a nice cog at the top of the lineup. And when we caught up with him earlier this spring, he said so far that first spring camp with the Guardians has gone well. Um, it's been great. Um, you know, I've gotten to meet some new players, new coaches, um, learn the new facilities. Um, this new weather to me, which I've loved so far, the nice dry heat is a lot better than humid heat. So, um, you know, things have been going well. Um, obviously, we're pushing to games pretty quick. So, um, you know, just trying to get as ready as quick as possible right now and, uh, you know, looking forward to playing some games. You come up with an organization and, and you make your way to the major leagues and you probably figure you're going to be a, a big part of it for a long time and then you get traded. Um, how did you process that and, and be able to still go out and play really well when you were acquired by the, the Guardians? Um, you know, these guys took me in really easy. Um, you know, I come into this clubhouse and, you know, I felt like family within the first couple of days. So um, just got to know a bunch of new guys here and uh, their personalities and, you know, kind of how things are, are ran around here. So um, it was a smooth transition and honestly, I've loved every bit of it. So, um, you know, it's a we have a talented young group here, and you know I look forward to coming to the ballpark every morning and um, just being around this group of guys. You know, coaches, staff, you know, the training room, you know, the chefs. Um, you know, it's top notch all around. So it's been phenomenal so far, and uh, you know they make it a lot more fun playing the game. Obviously, Houston has been on a real nice roll during during your time there, and the, the Guardians have had their moments, and then they're trying to get back to that. Um, what do you see with that perspective of coming from a, a really good organization and team? Yeah, I mean, like I said, we're we're very young. Um, everybody knows it. There's no uh, hiding that. So, um, you know, we're going to have to compete. I mean, these young guys are going to have to step up and, you know, fill in some big shoes. And uh, it's, it's good opportunities for those guys, though. So, um, you know, Houston, you know, it's a very talented team all around, you know, a bunch of free agent signs and stuff like that to whereas – you know, the Cleveland, I'm sure we're going to, you know, need a bunch of our prospects to come up throughout the year or whatever and uh, help out. So, um, you know, we have a really talented farm system, which is awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think those guys will play a big role. Can there be some advantages to, to being a younger ball club? 
uh, I mean, I've, so much based on experience is being a big factor, but what about some of the pluses of a young club? Um, pluses of a young club, I mean, you, you would think guys are going to be healthy, feeling good, fresh bodies. Um, you know, they're, they're going to learn the game. I mean, you're always going to, there's always things to be learned. So um, the vets, I think, have an advantage on that just from all the times they played. But I think, you know, these guys are, they're fired up to be out here to prove something. And, um, you know, I remember being younger. I'm still considering myself young, but, um, <laughs> You know, when I was even younger, you know, you, you go and you have that extra drive. Just you, you really want to make a club. You really want to show everybody what you got. So, um, you know, I've, I've seen it already out here, and uh, it's a good thing to, you know, to see these guys going full go at things. Your game, uh, you come over here and you have a chance to slide right into the leadoff spot. What makes that exciting for, for anybody who gets that opportunity? Um, I mean... At the major league level, if you're batting leadoff, I mean, it's a good feeling. I mean, we're at the top level. Um, I've hit leadoff my whole life, so to go back there, I mean, I was hitting eighth in Houston, so I come here, hit leadoff, and, you know, I just felt comfortable up there, and, um, you know, I feel like I did fairly well here, and, uh, you know, especially with the guys behind me and uh, the order we had, I feel like we were scoring runs, and it's just a great group of guys. These guys make it so much easier here, and, uh, you know, the players are great. And uh, the confidence in myself and, you know, the coaches and my teammates, the confidence we all have in each other, it's just, it makes it makes it really just laid back and, you know, you just go out and enjoy the game. It makes playing a lot better. Defensively in center field, you made some great catches a year ago. Um, a lot of people might say, wow, he's fast and he's got talent. But mm-hmm. how much do you work at your defensive game to be able to make those kind of plays? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I take pride in my defense. I know that's a big reason why I'm the player I am. And, uh probably going to be like that for a long time so uh you know I, I got to take pride there's no you know never want to go backwards in defense so uh you know just take the little things going out in BP taking you know live reads off the bat seriously um you know obviously it can get boring and people you know it's not everybody's favorite you know you want to hit BP you want to go hit live batting practice you don't you know shagging live balls off the bat is not the most fun so uh you know, people can get lazy with it, but just, you know, to be a good defender, you just got to go take things like that seriously. And, uh, you know, really, that's, in my opinion, that's one of the biggest things to be becoming a good outfielder. You get good first steps, good reads, and, uh, you know, that's that's one of my biggest things, just taking that very serious. Speed, obviously, a big part of your game. Um, have you had to work at that, or is it just something that's always been there for you and, and something that you try and maintain now? Um, yeah, I feel like I was born... You know, I, I think feel like it was something I was probably born with. My dad ran track back in the day, so, uh, you know, I've always been pretty much the fastest kid on every team. And uh, But, yeah, you definitely got to maintain it. You know, if you're not running and staying in shape, you, that's something you can lose. I mean, I'm sure it's, you know, it's well known. I mean, that's just common knowledge. You know, if you're not staying in shape, you're not going to be as quick or as fast. So um, there's definitely some upkeep to it, And um, but that's, that's part of being an athlete in general. I mean, you got to – Work on your crafts, know what you're good at, and uh, try to excel in those in those parts. Off season, what do you do to, to kind of clear your head and then get yourself in a good spot for the next year? Uh, you know, just go home, know what I need to work on, get stronger in certain parts. Um, you know, stay in shape like we just talked about. You know, clear the mind with some fishing, obviously some uh, some good family time out at the beach or whatever that may be, but um. You know, I just go home, and I know what I need to focus on when I get back. So um, just focus on those points and, uh, you know, just enjoy doing it. I mean, it's it's a fun game. It's, 
you know, off season, we get a bunch of free time, which is awesome. You know, not everybody in, in life gets to have an off season. So I know that's part of work too. So I go home, you know, and split that time up with family and working out and baseball activities. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very enjoyable for me. And a little different off season this, this year. What do you do to make sure that, that you'd be okay whenever it started up again? Uh, just staying, staying the course, working out. And, uh, you know, I had a good clue that we were probably going to head back soon. So figured, uh, you know, you don't need to get ready, just stay ready. So just a bunch of working out and hitting, you know, probably like four or five times a week. And I figured, you know, like I said, a bunch of these guys knew this was probably going to come to an end sooner than later. So just staying ready is the biggest thing. Yeah, they wanted me to do these short answer questions. Kind of roll them real quick. Perfect. Uh, I have not read them, so <laughs> don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> um, all right, who do you sit next to in the dugout and why? Um, probably Logan Allen. Just to, uh, gosh, I don't even know. Just I don't want to say bully him, but he's a good guy to pick on, and um, he does some picking on himself. So we're always getting at it. But I'll find you know any of my teammates. Really, I mean. Great group of guys on this team. You can talk to anybody. So just kind of wherever I decide to sit down at the moment. Who has the messiest locker in the clubhouse? I might be up there. <laughs> I might be up there, but uh, mm, probably one of the catchers just because they have so much gear and stuff. Um, I mean, I sat by Hedges, but his was fairly clean. Just, But, you know, the the catchers have so much extra gear, so it's always going to appear messier than it probably is. So probably just the catchers by natural natural choice. Who's the biggest prankster on the team right now? Biggest prankster? It's mm, a good one. Probably Ernie Clement. He's got some. He's always got some kind of joke up his sleeve or some trick, so probably Ernie. Who was your favorite player growing up? Favorite player growing up, probably Evan Longoria. Most embarrassing baseball memory? Oh, most embarrassing baseball memory. Uh, I was in Oakland with Houston. Had a line drive hit to me. Um, it was about to land probably five or ten feet in front of me. I slipped, and the ball went over my head. It bounced and went over my head to the wall. It was a stand-up triple, but Zach Granke struck out the next three guys, so it made me feel a lot better. The run did not score. Most likely player to oversleep on this ball club. Bernie Clement. Not even, that's the easiest, that's the no-brainer. He might have already done it. That's Miles Straw. Has a chance to be a real force in the lineup and defensively one of the better all-around position players on this Guardians ball club. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll hear from Oscar Mercado, Guardians outfielder. That's next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jim Rosenhouse back with you on Guardians Weekly. Great to have you with us. And don't forget, you can tune in each week on the Guardians Radio Network, the affiliate stations who pick up the show. Also online at 
cleguardians.com. All the archived editions are there. And it also comes your way in podcast form after the show hits wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Oscar Mercado has seen some big league time the last couple of seasons, but just hasn't been able to maintain consistency, especially since an impressive rookie season that saw him burst on the scene and become a regular key contributor for the ball club. Now, it's a late start to spring training this year, but Mercado says he is in a really good uh, spot physically, and he loves being back in town with his teammates. It's going good. Uh, I feel good, and um, I'm excited to be back with the boys and, you know, all the coaches out there, and it's just fun to be able to get uh, get going on another year and hanging out with everyone. So um, it's been nice to get back. Everyone missed it, um, and just excited for tomorrow. And when you look back at last season, um, yeah, this game has ups and downs for everybody, and, and, and for you, what did you take away from it in terms of the good to, to really plow forward here and then try to have a good year this year? I mean, there was definitely, I mean, it wasn't like the great year that I wanted to have, but there were some positives. There were some good things uh, that I could take uh, away from it. So um, it's just about kind of going back and building off on those good things and trying to work on the on the things that kind of you lacked a little bit. So um but I feel confident. I like I like where I am mentally. I like where I am physically, and um, I'm just you know I'm I'm ready to go. And um, you know you get a chance to do this again this year, so it'll be exciting. You mentioned physically. Um, you get to an end of a, of a baseball season, and then you go through spring training, and then a full year. And how long does it take you to just kind of recover? Do you take a, a break almost more mentally than physically too? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you take a few weeks off and and you kind of decompress and, you know, kind of give yourself a little time to let the year settle in and um, everything that you kind of went through and give your body and your mind some time to kind of get back to level one. And then you start ramping everything back up and um, you start working on everything. So, but I got started physically a lot earlier this year because of where I wanted my body to get to so but you know so I was able to accomplish some goals in that department and um, hopefully it'll benefit my game a little bit. You go home to where where you're from the Tampa St. Pete area why is that still a great place to get to in the off season for you? It's where my family's at. I like to spend the off season with my family be around my brother um my sister-in-law, my parents, um, my uncles, my cousins. So my friends are there. I grew up there. Um, I love it there. I love the city, and you know it's home for me. So that's where that's where uh, I feel the most comfortable. You still get meals at home. Yeah, yeah. I'm almost still cooking. <laughs> uh, from a baseball standpoint, it sounds really good too. Uh, tell us about the atmosphere down there and and what you get out of it as you're preparing for a season. Yeah, I mean, there's so many guys, so um, you go in there and work out with all those guys. You learn from everyone. There's older guys, there's younger guys. Um, you know, there's pitchers, position players, so um, just a lot of people you can learn from. There's a lot of guidance. Um, and then kind of when things got delayed a little bit, we were able to kind of, um, you know, do some live, live BPs and uh, do the, the best we could do in order to get into game mode. So that was exciting and fun for us. 
And you're mentioning Tigers, Royals, Yankees, all different teams represented down mm-hmm. there. Uh, how much do you share information if someone say looks at you and then says, "Hey, Oscar, try this" or, yeah. or that kind of thing? Does I mean, happen? it's all. Yeah, it's all. It's all. But at the end of the day, um, you know, most of that information is it's no mystery. I mean, with all the numbers and analytics and data that comes out now, everyone knows um, about, uh, you know, whether you're a hitter or a pitcher, what your strength and, and your weaknesses are. So it's no secret, but it's a, it's a good chance to work on all that kind of stuff. And it gives you a competitive edge at the time. Um, even if you're trying to work on things, you're still trying to get the other guys. So, um, you know, I think it's a really good thing uh, physically. And I think mentally it's uh, even better. You have some big league seasons under your belt now, and um, does spring feel different because of that? And in terms of of experience and what you're trying to get to, and, and how you get to a good place for the start of the year? Um, um spring's always going to be the same for me. Um, you know, I'm going to come in and you know try to perform the best I can and give the best energy that I can. You know, learn from people, um, just try to be a good professional and go about my business the right way. And then uh, once game starts, it's all about, you know, trying my best out there and giving it my all and, um, you know, playing 100% and, you know, whatever the results are, they're going to be. But as long as I leave it all out there, I'll be okay. And there's some opportunities, uh, certainly for outfielders. And, and do you look at, at that part of it at all or do you just try and stay focused on how you're feeling? I'm just focusing on myself. Um, my job is self this team win. So... I focus on what I can do on a baseball field, and if I'm doing that the right way and giving the, uh, then I'll be able to do things to to put this team in a good chance to win. So um, that's all I'm focused on, and um, you know, just trying to keep things simple. That's Oscar Mercado, and he came to camp about 20 pounds heavier of good weight, muscle weight, and uh, it has shown up in the early games in the exhibition slate. Looks like uh, it's making a, a nice difference for him. Stay with us. We'll have our final segment after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you for our final segment. And two younger players that uh, we've had a chance to visit with in camp. Stephen Kwan is in his first major league camp. Young outfielder. Uh, 
kind of a, a away from the norm that you see these days where everyone's looking for power. He is just a, a good, solid line drive hitter now. He hit a dozen home runs a season ago in the minor leagues, so there's a little bit of power in there, but real good plate discipline, and he's been right around 300 with the average in most of his pro career. And uh, when we caught up with him earlier this spring, he talked about what it's been like so far in that first major league camp. It's been a blast. It's been awesome, you know, getting to work with some of the big league guys, just kind of understanding where their mindsets are and picking their brain a little bit. Like the other day we were doing our first outfield work um, with all the guys and, you know, I'm kind of jazzed up. I'm really getting after it, you know, trying to, you know, make a good impression, but you're just excited. Miles Straw and Josh Naylor come up to me and they're like, hey man, like we've seen you play before. Just, you know, calm down. You know, we know you make the plays, you know, just relax, take your time with the ball, throw it in, and you know, just let's get let's just get ready. You know, don't want to blow your tires out the first day. And I was like, yeah, you know, you're you're totally right. Like, just calm down, nice and easy. And it's just that kind of guidance where it's just like I just want to soak that kind of experience up as much as possible. It just sounds like your experience at Oregon State was tremendous. Oh yeah. Uh, when you think back to that time, uh, what immediately comes to mind? Just the guys immediately. It's cliche, but like we were really brothers there. Like it was really. We showed up to the field every day, and we wanted the next guy after to, to, you know, win. We wanted to all win with each other. You know, it was really, we were playing to, we would be in Omaha to play in another game with them. And that was really special to me. I think, you know, I'm in contact with a lot of those guys. Uh, I talk to them every day. I told you I am in the offseason with them. I spend my time at Oregon State because I loved it so much. The facilities are amazing. The staff treats us great. It's amazing. The other, we had a teammate's wedding this last time. We have everybody show up. You know, our, our coaches are there. It's just that kind of stuff that I wish we could just keep going back to. But on the other side, also, we have great baseball players that I can learn from. You know, Nick Madrigal, Adley Rutschman, Trevor Larnick, just, you know, Caden Grenier, Bryce Fountain. Like, the list goes on and on. A bunch of guys in pro ball. And going into college, I was a really insecure, non-confident guy. So just kind of learning from them and seeing how they kind of went around, you know, I pick up on that. And luckily, I was able to take some of those tools with me into pro ball. You had the chance to go there coming out of high school. Did you have any idea of the impact that it could have had on you? No, none. I mean, I played my first game. It's actually a funny story. I, uh, my first game, I actually played Ball State, and Zach Plesak was pitching. I got domed up because of the last name Plesak, and I had the worst baseball game of my life. Like, struck out twice, missed a bunt, missed a sign, missed a ball in the outfield. And after that game, I told myself, like, I'm never playing college baseball again. Like, I'm, I, I don't have what it takes. I simply don't have what it takes. So I don't play for a couple months, and then... It just took a lot of like mental grinding and physical grinding to kind of get where you're at. But there was there's no way freshman year me could ever dream that I'd be where I am now. All right, back up. Domed up. Yeah. Explain for the fans what is domed yeah. up. Oh my god, mental pretzel. You're just running circles in your head. I mean, you're doubting yourself. You're wondering, you know, the smallest, most minute things like. Was that cereal I had for breakfast, was that the wrong cereal I had this morning? Like, should I have eaten something else? You know, like, should I have not gone to the bathroom? Like, should I have kept some of that pressure in? So I, like, run, like, just the dumbest things you can ever think of will flood your head because you're so insecure and you're trying to find a reason other than the reason that being you were bad today. A hurtful feeling that a lot of people don't want to accept when they're in that moment. So they try to find a different thing, but it's just, you were bad. And I had to face that. I had to face that I was the worst college baseball player probably in the nation that day. And I, I couldn't take it that day, so it was just a mental, I was domed up, is, is, is where I come back to that. I was domed up for two months, and just got back in the lab and just had to keep working. All right, so that's the low point. Yes. But that's your exactly. team goes to the College World Series, back-to-back mm. -back seasons, you win mm. one. Yeah. Explain what Omaha during College World Series week is like. 
Oh man, it's it's unbelievable. Like I said, it's a, it's a baseball cathedral. It's baseball heaven. If if everybody could experience that walking out of the tunnel and seeing the the bright lights and the whole stadium just kind of on top of them, that feeling right there is unbelievable. And I remember our first game. We played the first game of the 2017 World Series. Uh, we had played Cal State Fullerton, and I was lead off there. And nobody ever says like you know how intense it is and how many people are there. I think I want to say there might have been. 25 to 30,000 people, right? And that's the biggest crowd I've played in. You know, Corvallis holds 5,000, and I think that's a lot. So my first at-bat, I'm seeing two pitchers right off the bat. My heart is beating. I can, I can barely breathe. I, like, look at the umpire. I barely say something to him. And then I look back, two pitchers, and then I'm late on these fastballs so much that I'm, like, down 0-2. I hit the catcher's glove on a catcher's interference, and I'm like, thank God. I wasn't touching this dude today. Get to first, and I can kind of settle down. I remember I got to the outfield that next inning, and my hands are, like, shaking from that experience. But it is it's unbelievable. And then, obviously, we get back to 2018. We're a little more comfortable, and then we handle business there. And it was unbelievable. It seems like that one of the biggest challenges is when you get the pro ball, um, in a lot of cases, you're not playing before a whole lot of fans in the mm-hmm. lower minors, and, and it's really more just all about your development. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you handle that, and, and how are you able to, to continue to play well individually to get where you like to go? Well, first and foremost, I would have to you know thank the Guardians with that. Like they've done a great job with having great staff. They draft great people. Like it feels like a team element. I went when I was in college. We have former pro guys come back, and they say, "Yeah, you know, pro ball is hard. You know, it's it's you by yourself. You know, nobody cares if you do poorly. Nobody cares if you do well. You're on your own, and that's that's really taxing." And Luckily for me, my draft class, I knew a couple of guys from other schools from our area, and we really bonded and made a really close bond. And those kind of guys really help you through the, the tough days. You know, it's like those guys genuinely wanted you to play well, and kind of leaning on each other with that kind of makes those days better. Those 0 for 5 sting a little worse, and, you know, maybe you're 0 for 5, your buddy goes 3 for 3, and, you know, you guys are having a good day of getting some pizza after the game. Like, that, that helps. That helps a ton. And just kind of having that consistent friend group, this is really the whole thing. And then obviously the staff does an amazing job with that. You know, they have amazing feel with the whole situation. It, they do a great job here. So you get this nice opportunity here to spring training. Going in, What aside from the obvious of trying to make a ball club, but what do you hope to get out of this at the very yeah. least? Yeah, like I said, the Miles Straw and Josh Naylor situation, like right there, I want to learn as much as possible, soak everything up I can, and just not not try to go too fast just really enjoy the moment just understand talk to as many people as I can you know make a good impression but just keep doing what I, I've been doing that's outfielder Stephen Kwan in his first major league camp now before the lockout ended we had a chance to visit with Tanner Burns who is here for minor league camp he's a, a young pitcher that the Guardians are very high on and he says it's great to be around so many talented young arms throughout the Guardians organization I think mainly it just gets you better each day. Uh, it kind of pushes you. Um, can't take a day for granted. Knowing that there are people that are matched or even better with you, it kind of makes me want to get better and not take a get, not take a day for granted. And you're, you're a former first-round pick not too, not too long ago. When you look at, at how things have gone pro ball-wise, the transition, what do you think so far? It's an everyday thing. Uh, people don't really understand when people say the grind in college or in high school. It really isn't that. It's grinding pro ball because you do the same thing every day. Uh, you have a routine, uh, and that's the biggest thing is having a routine in pro ball is having something, sticking with it, so you can put yourself in the best position to pitch every fifth or you know seventh day. 
So I would say, you know, the difference is you don't have to do homework. Uh, you get to mainly focus on yourself and your arm and your body. So that's a good thing. I don't have to worry about, you know, turning in a quiz or a test. But, I mean, you can't really complain because I'm showing up to the field every day. And when you look at, at changes, how have you grown as a pitcher? And I know you had a good first full season in pro ball last year. How have you grown? I would just say my pitches. Uh, uh forcing a fastball I wouldn't say I've gotten away with that but I've also developed a changeup that I feel confident throwing at any time of the count I didn't really have that at Auburn I threw it just to you know throw it but I'd say the biggest thing in the last since you know last year was having that weapon of you know throwing that in fastball counts or when I'm behind and then just toning in and sharpening up my curveball and slider but I would say the main thing is my changeup. And you mentioned those things, developing pitches and sequences and things like that. How much is available to you to be able to do that from a coaching and technology standpoint in this organization? Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of resources. We got Tragman, uh, Rapsoda, and then we have, you know, all these pitching minds. And, you know, honestly, going into bullpens, you have a plan. And, you know, Cody and Joel and th those guys, like, are tremendous resources for me, uh, especially, you know, developing a changeup and then continuing my strengths with my fastball, slider, and curveballs. Tanner Burns is joining us. He's one of the Indians' top pitching prospects. And when you look at your background, your dad played in the Houston organization for a little bit. And you were saying that that, that was a good thing growing up from the standpoint of, of having someone who was in the game. How so? I would just say I had uh, probably a little more ad advantage than, you know, my friends uh, growing up of having my dad. Uh, he kind of knew what was going on or he didn't know what was going on. Uh, he kind of told me the things he wished he would have learned, especially like he said he was a uh, Deadpool hitter. So growing up, I, I love hitting. Uh, you know, I wish I wouldn't stop hitting. I, I mean, that was my favorite thing to do is, you know, he always told me not to pull an outside pitch. So, I mean, those little things he, he said to me uh, – you know, just trying to keep everything simple. He always says, just be straight vanilla. So just having him, uh, not only as my dad, but also as a coach was, you know, really special to me growing up. And as you look at him, he's still coaching. And, and are you surprised by that at all? No, I'm really not. Uh, I mean, he loves the game of baseball. Uh, he loves, you know, spreading his knowledge, especially to uh, high schoolers. He's at Decatur High School where I, where I graduated at. And you know, he's, he's making a difference there, and he's still, you know, making a difference in my life being in pro ball. Tanner Burns joining us, and, and wrap it up, Tanner. Uh, Full-on spring training going here. Uh, goals after pitching at high A last year. Uh, what do you think for this season? Just mainly to stay healthy this year, uh, stay on a good routine to put myself in the best position to pitch every time I get the ball, and just continue to compete and have a lot of confidence and just let my ability take over. Nice to meet you. Thanks a lot for coming by. Yes, sir. Thank you. Keep an eye out for that name. Maybe not this year. Maybe, though, Tanner Burns seems to be on the fast track to the major leagues if there is an opportunity for him, which in this organization, pitching-wise, sometimes it takes a little doing. But uh, Tanner Burns, certainly very impressive so far in his pro career. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Guardians Weekly. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks, as always, to Brian Motze for all of his help in putting together our shows. Also, thanks to Bart Swain from Indians PR for lining up our interviews each week. Until next week, I'm Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. 
Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. 